mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. Wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Anchor.fm or your favorite podcast player, thanks for tuning in today. I have a little bit of a uh, abbreviated show today, I guess I'll say, because what I really wanted to do was publish the podcast between Sean P. and I discussing the Apple announcements for the iPhone and the Apple Watch and a few other nuggets, but quite honestly, I was so exhausted yesterday and Sean P. was wore out too from his day that we basically just agreed to not do anything. So. He has some very strong takes, let's say, and uh, I'm going to do part one of our Apple iPhone event recap on this episode, and then uh, later on this evening, Sean P. and I will get together and we will discuss both of our thoughts where we will rant about uh, the pricing of many things endlessly, I'm sure. So, this is part one. Make sure you stay tuned for part two, and let's begin. So, uh, Apple announced a few things yesterday, yeah? Uh, for a full recap, if you just want the stats and the breakdown of why the Apple A12 Bionic as the first production 7 nanometer chip is really amazing, uh, you can head on over to SiliconTheory.com and check that out. But in the interim, let's talk about what it was. So Tim Cook came out on stage. They first talked about the Apple Watch and had a lot of fun and interesting stats about why it is the uh, most sought after and most used wearable on the face of the planet. Uh, a lot of fun and interesting stories about uh, people's lives being saved by all the health benefit features that are in the Apple Watch. To me, this is mostly uh, just posturing, and uh, I say that with a grain of salt simply because, you know, obviously these people had serious health issues and or were involved in accidents that caused them to have to rely on their Apple Watch, but uh, people have been getting in accidents and been saved by good Samaritans for many, many years. Uh, before the Apple Watch came around, so I am I'm I'm out on the hype train for that kind of nonsense uh, because it is purely self-serving. It is nothing more than Apple tooting their own horn, and you know I'm not about that life. And uh, honestly, I'm very critical uh, at Google I/O earlier this year. Sundar Pichai did some of that stuff too, and I'm like, no, I'm just out. But the Apple Watch itself uh, is now morphing into two different variants. So we have a 40 millimeter and a 44 millimeter casing instead of the 38 and 42 millimeter casings in in years past. There is now uh, roughly, I think it was 35% more display area in this same form factor. So the screen got bigger, but the casing size, even though it increased by a couple of millimeters, really does not tell the true story of how big or how much bigger that display is. And um, I'm going to have an Apple Watch Series 3 in-house very soon. Um, and then I'm going to use that as my basis for comparison with the Series 4 because uh, i got to go into the uh, Apple Store and pick it up. So we'll, we'll do some comparisons. Um, let's see. Uh, a new uh, finish. There's a gold stainless steel finish. And there's also two other stainless steel finishes, uh, a polished black and a matte black. And then the regular aluminum variant variant comes in um, silver, space gray, and gold. So 
without GPS starts at $399 with, or excuse me, without LTE starts at $399, with LTE starts at $499. And one of the best and biggest and most interesting things was Series 3 began to receive a modest discount, I'll say. Uh, you know, you can get refurbs from Apple site for about $50 less uh, on average. And the new, brand new inbox uh, variants start about $30 off of that price. So um, so basically from 309 where you can normally get the refurb, uh, the brand new one will start at 279 So that's a, you know, that's a decent savings. Not as much as I would have expected, but, you know, I guess Apple's busy saving people's lives, so they don't think they need to charge you any less. Uh, and speaking of not charging you any less, oh, one last thing. Uh, all of the 38 and 42 millimeter accessories in the way of bands and all that other crap will work on the 40 and 44 millimeter variants. So you don't have to throw away all your bands if you want to buy a brand new Series 4 um, watch. One of the little design changes was the LTE variant of the Series 3 had a big red dot on the side of the digital crown, which I always thought was kind of weird. And uh, this time Apple made it a little bit more subdued. It's just a red ring now to distinguish between the two models. So that's good. Uh, speaking of uh, taking all of your money, uh, Apple announced three iPhones, and they're kind of expensive. So the replacement for the iPhone 10 is the iPhone 10s. It is an iterative upgrade, and will start at 9.99. Still, there are three different variants of storage: 64 gig, 256 gig, and a whopping 512 gig that will top out at $1,349. Yes, I said $1,349. Now, there is also replacing the Plus line will be the iPhone XS Max. It is no longer a Plus. It is a Max, uh, presumably for maximum damage to your wallet. Uh, the display is a 6.5-inch Super AMOLED. Well, technically not Super AMOLED, but AMOLED and Super Retina. The uh, form factor is roughly the same footprint as the uh, 8 Plus devices. However, it features the design language of the iPhone X, so no home button and a notch up top, so it gets you that full 6.5-inch display experience. Uh, and it will start at 1099 also in the same three storage variants, 64, 256, 512. And the, uh, the the 512 runs you 1449, which is kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. Uh, MacBook Pro or iPhone XS Max, your call. There was also a third variant that was introduced. This may be arguably the most interesting iPhone that was launched, the iPhone XR. I said that the R actually stood for really can't afford the other two phones. Uh, and that could very well be the case because the iPhone XR, because of a reduction in some of the technologies, will start you at a much healthier but still fairly expensive $749. Storage options come in 64, 128, and 256, so no 512 option. The display is a 6.1 inch and the form factor is very similar to the iPhone X. It is slightly larger, but <clears throat> it still features the no home button and notch display. So that's how you get the 6.1 inch display. And it's LCD, not uh, Super Retina AMOLED. So it's still curved. It still has the same form factor. It's pretty interesting. Apple dubbed it the Liquid Retina uh, display, which I have, I have absolutely no idea what that means. But uh, presumably it's good. 
and uh, you should take Apple's word for it. It's got one uh, camera instead of the dual camera setups, but it is using the same uh, sensors. So the front camera, seven megapixel, the rear camera, 12 megapixel, six element camera, <clears throat> excuse me. So the only get one instead of two, but you get most of the other camera features. It is a full glass and aluminum uh, chassis design. So it supports wireless charging and comes in six presumably fun colors, black, white, blue, yellow, coral, and of course, product red. The uh, 64 gig starts at 749, as I said, and then uh, goes 799 and 899 after that, which again, not entirely inexpensive, but you are competing in the uh, Galaxy S9, S9 Plus space at those price points, which is pretty much Samsung's, or excuse me, pretty much Samsung is Apple's only direct competitor at this point. So there's uh, a definitely an interesting value proposition there. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that, Sean P and I, uh, on the later uh, part two episode of this podcast. So there were a few other announcements they touched on when uh, tvOS, iOS 12, Mac OS Mojave, and uh, Watch OS 5, I think, uh, are going to be coming out in various forms and functions through the rest of this month. So we will see new iterations of uh, all of those operating systems. And uh, the HomePod got a few uh, features. You can add multiple timers eventually soon. Um, but most notably, uh, being absent was any mention of a revamped uh, AirPods, which makes my decision to purchase them a little while ago seem all that much the sweeter. Uh, no mention of AirPower, still Apple's proprietary wireless charging protocol, and Matt, nowhere to be seen. No mention of Mac hardware, no mention of iPad hardware, which probably means that Apple's going to have a separate event in October for those things because that's, you know, what they do. They want to keep they shine and get they bag. That's how they do it. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the event. There was a lot of PR speak. Um, there was a lot of tooting their own horn. There was a lot of let's pat ourselves on the back kind of stuff here. You know, strongest glass ever, brightest screen ever, most color accurate ever, most popular camera ever, most popular wearable ever. You know, you get it. Apple's big. They sell a lot of shit. Like I, I don't, I don't, need you to tell me that. And the people that are there in Steve Jobs theater don't need you to tell them that either because they're mostly technology reporters, bloggers, enthusiasts, and YouTubers. Like they own all your stuff. They know all this stuff already. So it had a bit of an unusual feel. And the biggest conclusion that I took away from it was Apple stuff is really expensive. Like they're competing in now almost that, what we've talked about as the ultra premium space, the post $1,000 for a phone era. And I had a conversation with Andrew Edwards from Gear Live on Twitter. And uh, he was like, oh, everybody wants to talk about the, the Max, but all my friends are asking me about the 10R. So it's funny how that works. And I said, you know, maybe you need to get wealthier friends. Am I right? And then I said, well, you know, but seriously, you know, $1,449 for a phone is kind of mind-boggling. And his reply was something to the effect of, you know, I'd, if I'm going to pay the money, I'd rather pay that money for a phone I'm going to use every day rather than a laptop that I wouldn't use as often. And he makes an, an interesting argument, and there is definitely a compelling value proposition there. If you took uh, the amount of money that you spend on your phone and then divide it by the amount of time you spent on your phone or using your phone, then... <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it's going to sound like a much better deal. You're basically paying a fraction of a penny probably per day because that's how much we use our phones. But 
it's still a lot of money. Like we live in a world where fifteen hundred dollars is gonna be what some people pay for their two five twelve, uh, you know, ten S Max or XS Max or whatever the hell you want to call it. So there's a there's a there's a divide there. Sean P also and I had an interesting conversation about why the iPhone ten S actually exists now, uh, and I have a, a friend of mine from the office who. Uh, while he was traveling to Green Bay recently, um, his iPhone 8 Plus just died, just bricked on him. So he had to have a phone. So he went into a Verizon store literally a half hour before they closed and walked out with a brand new iPhone 10. And <laughs> he comes back to the office and Apple announces three new phones. So it's kind of a strange thing. I think most of the people who would be really interested in a smaller form factor probably would be more enticed by the uh, 10R because it's cheaper and mostly the same minus a camera and minus the display and then people who really want to like go big or go home are going to buy the 10s max because it's got max in its name so why wouldn't you buy it and so where does that leave the 10s i don't i don't know this question and many others we will explore in depth in part two of our Apple 2018 iPhone event recap. So make sure you stay tuned to wherever the hell it is you're hearing us so that we can get that to you. Thanks for listening. And remember, as always, you can catch all of our content over at silicontheory.com. As I said, there is a full recap. If you want to break down of all the technical specifications, you can head on over to the website and grab the article there. Check us out on social. There is the at Silicon Theory handle for the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, you can check out our YouTube channel by mashing that link in the bio or heading on over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Going to have uh, a video up soon of some information and more uh, recap style stuff uh, regarding the Apple event and some opinions about three things you should think about before buying a new iPhone. And uh, yeah, so that'll be good. Subscribe, hit the little bell, do all that stuff. We appreciate you. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.